The cash ban will lead to an FPOS ban. Let's have a look. Hello everyone, Florian Heiser here, and welcome to another episode of Heiser Says. I have my morning stein of coffee, and I thought we would have a look at this article that was sent to me by a viewer from the Catherine Times. And it's to do with FPOS machines, portable FPOS machines, being used in remote communities by narcotics dealers or drug dealers. Now, if we remember, if we remember this video I did last night, a live stream where we were going through some of the Senate committee or Senate witnesses for the Economics Legislative Committee, look at the cash transaction limits legislation. One gentleman here, doctor, who's representing the United Church, although it didn't sound like it, kept reiterating how we need this cash restriction because it will stop people being able to, criminals, being able to spend their money. That was essentially his argument. It really felt like he was presenting on behalf of the Black Economy Task Force. And I'd recommend you have a look at that, that uh, live stream, guys. But, but, here we have another technology that would get around the cash ban, guys. The cash ban isn't going to stop this at all. The legislation that Parliament is putting in isn't going to stop it at all. Unfortunately, some of the senators there are wising up to this. They seem to be more switched on, even the Labour guys, compared to all their colleagues in the House of Reps who weren't even there to hear any of the speeches. They're wising up to this and are asking pretty targeted questions, showing their understanding of it. So let's have a look at this article, guys. Let's have a look. Drug dealers in remote community use portable FPOS machines, police allege. And there's another aspect of what they provide, another service they're providing to the community that we'll, we'll learn about that kind of mitigates all of the arguments for the cash ban. So otherwise, even, so even if you go completely digital, it's not going to stop any of this. Drug dealers operating in a remote Arnhem community offered buyers a sophisticated way to do business. Police claim one of the cannabis sellers accepted payment from community members on a portable FBOS machine. I mean, they're so cheap to get. You can get them with your phone. Uh, when I go and buy a sausage at Bunnings, I'll pay with tap and go. It's just convenient, fast, easy, boom, boom, boom. So I'm not surprised that cannabis dealers are doing this in remote parts. Well, then they obviously have decent enough mobile coverage to let it work. So, and as the drugs were sold, the alleged dealers offered a cash out facility returning the tainted cash made from other drug sales so they were offering cash out you could take your cash out there and he'd just pay you or she would just pay you in the cash that they'd gotten from other people and yet we have our parliament trying to push through this cash ban to, to you know stop all the leakage from the dodgy people you know, the hairdressers, those, those hairdressers, those personal trainers and those tradies that are destroying the economy with made up numbers where our own Senate doesn't even have the accurate information from the different departments of our government because they didn't even make a submission. So looks like we have to ban FPOS, guys. Sorry, no more tap and go. Can't have that. It's being used here for money laundering. It's being used here for money laundering. Drug and organized crime squad detectives have arrested and charged a 30-year-old male with offenses relating to the supply of drugs to an indigenous community. The male allegedly transported cannabis to the Gan 
sorry, Gun Salinia on a number of occasions between August 2018 and January 2019 and recruited a 26-year-old man to sell cannabis on his behalf in the community. The 26-year-old accepted payments from community members on a portable FPOS machine provided by the 30-year-old, police claimed. As the 26-year-old sold the cannabis, he offered members of the community a cash-out facility which provided community members with tainted cash from the sale of cannabis. Tainted cash. Ooh, tainted cash. How much cash is tainted, guys? I mean, they're buying cannabis. Do you think these people care if it's tainted cash? It was probably cash from their neighbor next door that paid cash for the pot. Police alleged 29,995 was transferred via FPOS and a further 21,960 in cash was deposited into an account held by the 30-year-old man. So here we have it. Here we have on-the-ground evidence. On-the-ground evidence that FPOS, FPOS is having more use in the drug-selling trade in remote indigenous communities in Northern Territory, at least in this one community. Here we have evidence. This is solid evidence. This is not hearsay. This is evidence. So what are we going to do, guys? Forget the cash ban. We need an FPOS ban. We can't let anyone in remote communities use FPOS anymore because they'll now buy drugs with it. This is the, this is the line that people are presenting. This is the stuff that re representatives, the arguments representatives from the, the Uniting Church are putting forward. This is... This is how little respect our leaders have for us in this nation. That they want to they want to take away our rights. Our rights. So yeah. The 30-year-old collected a further 31,950 in cash from the sale of cannabis and deposited into a bank account, it has been alleged. Okay, so the 29-year-old. 20, the younger, so the boomer guy, the 30-year-old boomer, he was taking more cash as well. It is believed he received a total of 83,870 from the supply of cannabis. This is the community here. I mean, that's a lot of money for a community like that. That's a lot of pot. That's a lot of pot. I don't know what it goes for, guys. Can someone let me know if you live in the Northern, Northern Territory, how much would a little baggie cost out there? Do they pay extra for it? I mean, where's the money coming from? What revenue sources do you have in a community like that? Would it be smarter to try and make this, this substance legal? I think there's, there's a whole debate to be had on that. I don't think it's a... You're not going to advance your culture or your civilization in a remote town when you're just getting high all the time. The 26-year-old was arrested by Ganbalania police earlier this year. Was placed before court supply of a scheduled true drug in commercial quantities. The 30-year-old male handed himself into police and was remanded in custody to appear in Darwin local court yesterday. He was charged with supply of scheduled two drugs in commercial quantity, possession and receiving tainted property in commissioning commission of an offense. He was bailed to appear in Darwin local court on January 20, 2020. So, here we have a circumstance where they caught them. They didn't need any cash ban. Do you think the cash ban would have stopped these guys doing this business? 
Do you think it would have made any difference at all? Do you think it would have stopped all the people who there who were making the purchases? Sure, they were making smaller purchases, but what if the cash ban gets reduced, as many people are arguing for, as KPMG did in their submission? If you want to see some of the submissions, guys, you can go over here to treasury.gov.au consultation and then the, just type in cash ban or restrictions on the use of cash. And you will see all the submissions that people made. Not all of them. Some of them were not made public. But you'll see a good selection of them. And it's interesting to see which organizations are for. I strongly suggest you read the KPMG one. Because they're arguing, and it's really a pretty dodgy submission, they're suggesting they recommend its reduction to $2,000. How long till it goes even further down to 1000 or to, to $100? Because we need to, because these remote communities, guys, are spying pot with tainted money and then someone else is providing FPOST services. Or do we need to ban FPOST in these remote areas? Can you see, can you see how this is all, all pointless? And it's all to do, all to do with just more control and more social engineering and, you know, getting you to be good little well-behaved citizens. It's what it feels like, particularly after looking at the pay ID arguments that uh, all the, pri the Reserve Bank and all the private banks are in cahoots to establish. So guys, let me know what you think. What is your take on this? Should we ban FPOS? Should we ban FPOS to address this? Is this an argument for or against the cash ban? Thank you to the viewer who emailed this to me. Perfect article to share, particularly in regards to everything we're hearing about the cash ban and our restrictions on freedom. Take care, guys. Have a great day. If you're a fan of the channel, please like, share, and subscribe. If you want to help us produce more content, we have a Patreon where you can make a small monthly donation. We also have Amazon and eBay referral affiliate links where we receive a small commission when you make a referral. We now have an independent reserve affiliate link. So if you make a transaction there, we receive a small commission. It doesn't cost you a cent. That's for the crypto traders in the audience. And we have merch on the Heiser Says blog. Our own pocket squares. Perfect for Christmas or that New Year's Eve party. Take care, guys. Have a great day. And raise a stein to the British election results. Cheers. Although it would have been interesting to watch Corbyn burn that country to the ground. Uh, let's see what happens. Take care, guys. Bye for now.